Welcome uh, to the uh, Just the Dirt's podcast. This uh, is a special uh, episode uh, celebrating the 60th birthday of uh, Marky Smith. Well, this impersonating Marky Smith thing, it's quite difficult, isn't it? Well, no one said it was going to be easy. No one said it was going to be easy. That was rubbish. Didn't sound anything like him. Steady on. We're all working together on this, you know? Quite right. I think you should remember whose side you're on. I think, I think you, you should remember, remember who's side you're on. on.
I'm gone. 
Good evening and welcome to the Trust the Wizards podcast. Special episode to celebrate the 60th birthday of Mark E. Smith. My name's Rebel Rickett and I'm joined by a man who has gone bonkers in Phoenix while playing centre forward for Sparta FC. He declared, I'm a hip priest, I'm a printhead, a dice man, a container driver both setting an arms control poser and declaring hells to be. Finham, working again, it's Kicker of Hells. Shout! And a man who's a bit under the weather. So he's playing, paying regular visits to Mr. Pharmacist and Dr. Foster's. Although it's turning him into a green-eyed local man, he's determined to eat himself fitter. It's Sharitho Garbanzo. Oh, I'm totally wired. And for the first time in the history of the Trust the Wizards podcast, we have someone else with us in the studio. He's the new face in hell, renowned journalist and Liverpool's Get Into This website, as well as his own music blog, Undiluted Slang Truth, inevitably named from a fall LP. It's a man who knows so much about the fall that he's in danger of becoming the man whose head expanded. But now he's our guest informant. It's Will. Good evening. Uh. <laughs> uh, each of us is going to explain how we came to be fans of uh, the fall this evening. I get to go first. Um, I wasn't quite sure of the chronology of this, so I used the internet and a bit of guesswork to try and establish which one of these events came first. I can remember that my mate Ollie had a double CD single in a bright orange PVC wallet which held two three inch CD singles uh, and I was always very attracted to three inch CD singles uh, and it was uh, Jerusalem and new, Big New Prince and Wrong Place Right Time and A Another Track uh, off that uh, Curious Orange album. Uh, whenever I went around his house, that that the the cover always provoked my interest. Interest, and I remember putting that on quite a few times when I went around his house. Around about the same time as that, the four were on TV doing a live version of uh, Deadbeat Descendant. Uh, my mate Mark uh, had this on VHS, and we used to watch that a lot around his house. I think that might have been from the BBC Two program Snub TV. I also had this single, which was given away free with Sounds Magazine. It's uh, got four tracks on it. Uh, it's got Hey Luciani by by The Fall, it's got a track by The Go-Betweens, and it's got a track by uh, The Adult Net, and um, and The Cult, a band who at the time I really, really liked, but you can pretty much um, time my me falling out of love with The Cult, love being an operative word, with, with, with hearing this, because they this was the first sort of uh, release of them going off from the sort of more goth sounds of love into the more... Well, I thought I thought they'd just become a shit heavy metal band, um, but uh, that that this EP is dated in nineteen eighty seven, which was also the year that I turned seventeen, and lots of my friends, most of whom were a bit older than me, started being able to drive, and this meant, to quote the cult again, there's a revolution, a revolution in our social lives because growing up in a Sussex town where absolutely nothing was open past eleven o'clock, other than the chip shop and the Chinese takeaway, and a trip to either of these could be a fairly hazardous affair. Because the kind of people that we used to call Kevins back then, they like to punch young teenage wannabe goths in black jeans and flowery shirts. So having access to cars meant we could go somewhere else, somewhere more exciting, some places where they had clubs playing the kind of music we liked. We could go to Aldershot, to Chichester, to Portsmouth, and best of all, to Brighton, to Sister Ray's, also known as the Underground Club, every Friday night. I found a uh, flyer for this on the internet, 
Uh, and it says, uh, sounds that range from David Bowie to The Clash, The Doors to The Cramps, Gary Glitter to The Sisters of Mercy, Icky Pop to Joy Division, The Buzzcocks to The Smiths. Uh, they used to play a lot of contemporary stuff in there. Uh, the aforementioned Cult, lots of The Cure, C86 stuff like The Soup Dragons when they were good. Wedding Present, lots of other older 60s stuff too, much of which I was hearing uh, for the first time, and I can specifically remember hearing all these songs for the first time in Sister Ray's. Roadhouse Blues by The Doors, Real Cool Time by The Stooges, What Goes On by The Velvet Underground, and Sympathy for the Devil by Rolling Stones. I can also clearly remember hearing the full song I'm about to play you, and I remember how we all used to go bonkers on the dance floor making our own mosh pit when the double speed bit comes in. Beer and Marlboros were our main drugs of choice back then, with a side order of very low quality cannabis. But I can also remember trying speed for the first time in Sister Ray's when some kindly fella offered me some powder from a folded up piece of paper. This song is for him and for all us West Sussex boys and girls who used to take a Friday night trip down to East Sussex to jump around too.
that was last orders by, well, of course, the fall. Um, and I think about everyone in the room, um, I'm the hippest, uh, because I discovered the fall years before you guys. <laughs> years, and that's all that came, when I went to school, that's all that counted. Yeah. All that counted, if you can say. I mean, you're older, don't you? No, hipper, okay. hipper, <laughs> get it right. All that really mattered was if you got the album first or the song first, then you were hipper than everybody else. Mm. So sorry, guys. Um, yes, we're going all the way back to 1978 uh, when my brother uh, came on with a very surprising purchase. Um, this is Corporal Shell. No. You have another brother? I have another oh. brother, yeah, yeah. Oh. Randy Andy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, n named after that, they're royal. Huh? And he, he brought me to have my hand here, Short Circuit, live at the Electric Circus. Mm. An, al an album, I say album, it's a 10-inch long player that I didn't know existed in 1978. Uh, and in 1978, okay, we're, we're, we're all complete converts to punk rock. Um, but, you know, that's the Sex Pistols, The Clash, they've sort of released one album, we've got a damn single in there, we've got the, not the undertones, the adverts, you know, these are big news. Um, Magazine. And, no, 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 no. Buzzcocks, Buzzcocks yes. Mm. Now, now, I'm not sure that's that I'd even heard the Buzzcocks. But he came on with this, and the Buzzcocks were on it. Mm. And as a 10 inch album in 1978, groups you'd never heard of before, because the punk was a very, very London centric thing, I think. Sorry, uh, 70s. It's not as bad as that. No. Just London centred. Mm. And yet, on this here little, little long player, uh, we had uh, Joy Division, uh, the, uh, Joy Division before they were Joy Division. In Warsaw. They were indeed Warsaw, so yeah, on the night. Uh, the Buzzcocks, the Drums, but you know, can't have everything. Uh, and Steel Pulse. And John Cooper Clark. So first hearing of all these things, and you know, people always say, well, you get into the fall because John Peel's brainwasher. I'd never heard, particularly John Peel, that I was like 12 years old. But he came with this, and you thought, well, this is great, because this is punk rock, but this is from Manchester. And of course, the four were on it, and amazingly enough, the four had two tracks absolute stars of the show uh, and I think what was interesting about it was that the fall sounded like actually your template of what you want your punk bands to sound like at the time you know they were very simple songs I'd say challenging lyrics still a little bit odd uh, but you know they were they were the punk gods of Manchester and I would say listening to that album you think well this is this is you know this is the the, the revolution starting in Manchester uh, and it's punk rock writ loud uh, with a few more tinges of interesting things like poetry. Uh, and, you know, I'd found my absolute heroes. Uh, and obviously, from that time, I realised that what was going to happen after that is that Marky Smith would become, uh, you know, the new Billy Idol, um, the new pin-up boy, <laughs> the new pin-up boy for punk rock who was going to break into the mainstream. Uh, and I'd be there first, I'd be there at the ground floor with my 10-inch Live at the Electric Circus. Uh, and everything was going to be fine and work out great. Did you buy a V-neck sweater? I, I already had one. I've got one on now. <laughs> Never taken it off. <laughs> so yeah, so that and that was my introduction to the fall. Uh, and so and but but I did think they were just going to be the mainstream punk rock band who was going to lead us all forward. And that ha I didn't. I'm not sure that happened. No. Although no. arguably it did. What the computer? You don't fit that. Mister, it's your salt fitter. What really went on there? We only have this excerpt. Correspondence corner! Hey, a little while ago, I went to a friend's uh, 40th birthday party and I got chatting to this bloke, John, and we started talking about music. 
and I discovered that he was the singer in a punk band, and he's known as Ranting Jack from the band <laughs> Bomb Factory, who then later changed their name to X Bomb Factory. And he told me a story about his experiences supporting the fall. But I was very drunk, and the party was about a year ago, so I couldn't actually remember the story to tell it to you, the listener. But through our mutual friend Victoria, to be fair, our <laughs> <here>. <laughs> no, to be, through our mutual friend Victoria, whose birthday party it was, I managed to get in touch with John again or Jack again, and he wrote this for us: The Junction, Cambridge, sixth of May, two thousand and fourteen. It was a big deal supporting the fall, really big. Our band, X Bomb Factory, were about to go on our first tour of Germany, and we'd been looking for a warm-up gig. But this, this was like God or the ghost of John Peel had answered our prayer. We loved the fall. They were, in capital letters, an influence. So we were proper shitting it. I even got scared that one of our songs was too similar to Industrial Estate. The fall fans might decide it was a rip-off and bottle us. But then again, it was Cambridge, so they probably wouldn't. <laughs> Never got to meet the great man. He was shut up in his dressing room, a brooding aura of post-punk greatness seeping under the door. Eleanor said hi. The lighting guy was upset. Mark didn't want any effects. None. What did we want, he asked. We looked at each other and at the venue stretching out before us like every pub backroom we'd ever played all joined into one. We'll have the lot, we said. <laughs> so we did our bit, bathed in a billion lights, and then went out front to watch Marky Smith get to work. Two songs in, and I wasn't sure he was feeling it. I'd seen them in the same venue a few years back and they'd been brutal and brilliant. Tonight, not so much. And then... Marky Smith vanished. He just wandered off towards the back of the stage and didn't come back. His voice was still with us, but not the rest of him. The band plugged away and we watched them plugging away. One song, then another, and another. No Marky Smith. Where was he? We decided he'd probably gone backstage and was phoning the gig in from the dressing room. We were pumped up on adrenaline and booze, and booze and adrenaline, so a couple of the lads decided they would go backstage and smoke him out. I didn't think that would end well, but, they, <laughs> but they'd already pissed off, plastered in access all area stickers to get past the security. Minutes later, they were back. He wasn't in the dressing room. He was nowhere to be seen. But his disembodied words were still barking out of the PA, so they went off for another look. This time, they found him. He was on stage, but at the back crouched down out of sight behind the giant speakers. Several songs later, he was still there. I don't know if he ever came out again. I had, to, <laughs> I had to walk the missus to her car. Outside, a disgruntled man was smoking a disgruntled cigarette. Is he back on yet? No, mate, sorry. He took a disgruntled drag and we disappeared into the night. Wow, wow. 
The Fall mm. with uh, Birmingham School of Business School. The Birmingham School. The Birmingham School of Business School. If you want to find out more about the Birmingham School of Business, go to www.birmingham.ac.uk. <laughs> uh, that is a special request. Um, we're in, in the second one of these uh, pods. We'll be hearing some more correspondence from regular listener Jimmy Dawson. And he's asked us to play the Birmingham School of Business because, in his words, it's got it all. Bonkers subject matter, super tight driving, psycho slash rockabilly full beat, amazing vocal performance from Mr. Smith, including some nonsense at the very, very start, and a guitar solo. Wow. What other full songs have guitar solos? Wow. A song, a subject we might want to come back to later on if we can think of many. There's a party on going around here. Good well, finally, I get a chance to say uh, something about the fall. Indeed, uh, and uh, I've chosen a pop song uh, to represent the the pop period of the fall. Now, I don't know whether mm. the, they were on uh, top of the pops with this. It was a hit, though, I think. Not but top of the pops. The not top of the pops. Right. And, and actually, I know that uh, it was a rhetorical question <laughs> uh, that you've you've done very well to answer. Uh, and I know that because I, I know the only time that Marky e. Smith was on top of the pops was with uh, In Spiral right. Carpets. Yeah, which we played at the beginning of the pod. Which got number four to fourteen in the charts, didn't it? Did it get to number fourteen? Which must be their only hit. Well, no, I think I think the song we're going to play was a hit. Hit. It's top forty. Not sure it got in the top fourteen. No, no, not forty. Yeah. Not. Anyway, anyway, uh, this is this is uh, from the period of the fall where where uh, Bricks is in the band, mm. um, and uh, I think I think they are a pop band, and uh, yeah, I really like this song. It's hit the north, part one.
was, unsurprisingly, The Fall. Oh, yeah. With What About Us from the 2005 album Fall Heads Roll. A song in which an East German rabbit emigrates to England and leads a very happy life until one day he sees a newspaper lying on the floor with a headline story about a doctor who's giving out free drugs to old lady, old ladies. So the rabbit shouts out, what about us, Shipman? For listeners outside the UK, the rabbit is referring to Harold Shipman, a doctor who administered lethal dosages to over 200 of his patients, which makes him Britain's worst serial killer. Or best. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Surely, yeah. I guess Britain's worst serial killer would be somebody who's never no, killed no, anyone. No, 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 yes. yeah. 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 Me? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever? Well, you probably have to try to kill someone. Do you? I mean, surely if you don't even try, that's even you're worse. Not even a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Kill yeah. yeah. So you know, you'd be assumed you're calling yourself a serial killer. Yeah, you I am. Yeah. Do. Yeah. I am. Yeah. yeah, you're rubbish at it. <laughs> anyway, as you might expect, uh, Harold, the Harold Shipman case was a massive news story when he was caught. But there's not a huge number of other songs in the field of popular music which <laughs> reference this. Uh, however, the most recent Fat White Family, ah. of course, had a song on their most recent album, When Shipman Decides, uh, which, to quote the fall, is a very sinister waltz. Mm. And uh, Essex's finest wordsmith, Cunt, from Cunt and the Gang, <laughs> spelt with a K when you were very hesitantly Google it, in his beautiful and touching song, Men with Beards, What Are They Hiding? <laughs> I, I, I've got a. Uh, would you like to hear a couple of verses? Oh, why not? Men with beards, what are they hiding? Could I handle the truth if they chose me to confide in? Or would my dead body be found down a railway siding where I'd been murdered by a man with a beard? Men with beards, what are they concealing? That facial fuzz gives me an uneasy feeling. But they'll hide my dismembered corpse up in the ceiling where I've been butchered by a man with a beard. <laughs> Shipman, Bin Laden. Still go haystacks. <laughs> they were all hiding something, and that's an actual fact. Whispering Bob Harris, why was his voice so soft? Had he murdered a prostitute up in his loft? Wow. That's genius. To be fair, when you said the cunt from Essex, I thought you were going to talk about Blur. Full quiz! Part one. So question one. Which of these is a real full song title. Is this to all of us? No, I will ask you one question each ah, in turn. Okay. okay, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, who, this to, then? who would like to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Mm. So, question one. Mm. Mollusk in Tyrol or Call for Escape Route? Uh, mollusk in Tyrol. Correct. Mm. Second. Mm. For me. Alster by Jarbio or Distilled Mug Art? Distilled Mug Art. No. Correct. Oh, From the Rude All The Time EP, <laughs> 2005. <laughs> the other one is the name of a live album. Oh. Which may have confused you, yeah. of course. We didn't. No, and number three. <laughs> Senior Twilight Stock Replacer or Nord West Gas? It's definitely the first one is the name of the song. Correct, yeah. from Imperial Wax Solvent. We have three out of three. Everyone's got it right. In North Carolina, way back in the hills, I lived my pappy and I had him still. He proved white lightning till the sun went down, and then he fill him a jug, uh, pass it around. Uh, body, body, please, and my pappy's going squeeze and call uh, White Lightning. Uh, Achievement team and revenue is too. So 
searching for the police on what I made his brew. They were looking, trying to book him, but my pappy kept on cooking. Uh, why, lightning? I asked my pappy why I called it brew. Why, lightning stood a mountain dew. I took one sip, and then I knew as my eyes bugged out and my face turned blue. Body, body, please, and my pappy's going added to the track listing of shift work maybe shift work yeah, shift around that yeah. time isn't it around yeah. that era yes yeah. 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 yeah there we go big bopper died in an aircraft did it but proper rock and roll because it's about criminality more criminality in the music and booze and, and booze yeah the drugs criminality just get a sex in there and the big boppers really rocking them bopping he's bopping, bopping. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's me again. Uh, yes, I've chosen now to play uh, a song from uh, the album Hex Induction Hour, uh, which is definitely in my top five favourite albums. Thank you. Oh, oh, we oh. will be, oh, we oh, will be revealing, by the way, at the end of the second full podcast, yeah. listener, we will be revealing what is undoubtedly the best four album of all time. <laughs> we all secretly put in our votes, and I've compiled a chart. Mm. So we'll be revealing that at the end of the second podcast. Well, I hope those those statistics have been double checked on the on the fact checker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is from Hex Induction Hour, and it's the classical, which is uh, one of my favourite songs by the Fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's similarly, this is from a period where they were going to join Motown. Or at least put out a record on Motown, um, and this is the song that stopped that happening, <laughs> uh, because it includes the N word, uh, and seemingly someone, someone from. I'm a repeated call of hey there, fuck face. I don't think that was a problem. I think Motown were all right with that. I'm not aware of many Motown records with with the F word in the lyrics. No, but even fewer with the N-word in it. <laughs> but, but can yeah. you name a number one single with the N-word in, in the lyrics? Oh. Oliver's no. Army by uh, Elvis Costello? Wasn't a number one single. 
Uh, two that, that's a shame. <laughs> that's a shame. That'd have been a really good fact, though. <laughs> it would have been a great fact, but inaccurate. So there's. But I mean, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder what the fall would have sounded like if, if they'd gone to Motown. Do you think they'd have still sounded like the fall, or or do you think they'd have been girl but, backing singers? The famous for never compromising, aren't they? Mm. But I think they might have been influenced. Yeah, you know, get, I think so. Might, yeah. Maybe they'd get have started Dinah Ross. They did, they <laughs> did, did those uh, Motown covers, didn't they? The ghost in, there's a ghost in that's my right, house. That's right, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. The other one by... The other one. Goddessy Jane, did they do that? No. 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 They did another song, which is by Ardine Taylor. Did they? Yeah, they did two covers. Okay. Yeah. So, so anyway, anyway, this is the song that stopped them being a Motown act. This is the classical.
Let's ask you a question, boys. Have you ever been to a concert put on by the council? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, the, the GLC. The, no less than the GLC. It used to happen in the 80s, didn't it? Quite a few yeah. con councils uh, put on concerts. And Manchester were no different. Um, in 1987, uh, they, they felt that the, un the unemployed were getting a rough deal. Uh, so they had to put on a concert for them at Christmas. Uh, and to get a ticket for the concert, you had to produce your UB40 at your local library. And you the whole band? No, the UB... Yes, okay, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't a band. It was a, it was a card you had to sign on the door. Um, yeah, and you got two tickets. Uh, but, and this particular one was tickets for the Lesser Free Trade Hall in Manchester to see a certain ratio, Courtney Pine, the Jazz Defectors, the Supernaturals, Innocence Percussion, and, of course, The Mighty Fall. And I've got to say, it's one of the more stranger concerts I've ever been to. I mean, firstly, it started at two o'clock in the afternoon. Secondly, if you think about it, who goes to... The full run in the afternoon. They, they hit the stage about six. Mm. Uh, who goes to... I don't even want to see the full in the daylight. No, well, <laughs> quite well, Bricks was playing, so it wasn't all bad. Um, and if you think about it, who goes to free co concerts by the, you know, given by the council? Mm. Sheltered house parties, for one. Cheapskates. Uh, People who've come along with their support workers for two. Uh, Councillors, plenty of them. Uh, and one or two fall fans. 
it was a very strange mix. And then you realise the people who put it on are the councillors. And the councillors must attend a lot of meetings where there's not many people there. And they must give a lot of speeches in the council halls where, in honestly, no one's really listening. So when they got 400 people in the room, you couldn't stop them. So it's speech after speech after speech saying the same things about the unemployed and how they empathise with us and what a terrible state of the nation was in, etc., etc. Which, you know, you kind of got on the first one. Seventh or eighth one, you're repeating yourself. And, and you did notice that they were all getting a bit more pissed. So that, that was a bit odd. And of course, in all honesty, we weren't there to, to listen to them at all. All we wanted to do was listen to the fall, really. Uh, and uh, as Sharitho said earlier, on the internet these days, you know, their internet, mm. there's so much stuff on there, you know. Yeah. There's an actual flyer for that particular concert in 1987, which I was amazed about. Uh, it's not a particularly good flyer, but, you know, it's authentic. Uh, and on that there internet, I found uh, a review of the concert. Mm. Uh, and I'll read it out because it did really reflect my feelings of the concert as well. Uh, it said... Uh, this is from Billy Smith uh, from Melody Maker in 1987. Uh, review of the fall, certain ratio of the jazz defectors. This was the Manchester Festival Party, but I've seen more goodwill generated in a poultry packing plant. <laughs> what was originally conceived as a day of free live music for the city's unemployed quickly became an excuse for drunken charlatans to make speeches no one wanted to hear. And in the end, this event was only just rescued by the musicians everybody had originally come to see. He talks about the other uh, bands, but let's not bother with that. Uh, when the fall launched into the opening number, Dr. Faustus, the whip came down and the cans rained in. <laughs> Smith lashed at those responsible for the shower of missiles arriving on stage, but the remainder of the band seemed peculiar, peculiarly resolved to such a reception. They were used to it. <laughs> Faustus ended suddenly, and just as abruptly, a blistering fiery jack started up. Now sparks really began to fly. Halfway through the song, Smith spotted a suitor climbing out of the audience and making up to his wife. Briggs was mildly amused. Smith was positively psychotic. <laughs> Under a hail of punches and blows, the young romantic was mercilessly booted off stage. And when the hired heavy arrived to take control, he too received a healthy kick from Smith's jackboot. Two numbers down and Smith was totally, totally wired. Not bad going. Uh, he, he Smith said, At last we have something in common with you. He spat at the audience. For we two do nothing all day. <laughs> the place erupted with indignation. Relations could only be improved from here on. They did. Lucifer over Lancashire was dynamite. Even the most vociferous detractions silenced by its strange diabolic power. The tables slowly began to turn. Hanley and Scandon locked themselves in a pandemonium during US 80s, 90s to produce a wailing wall of sound. And the day peaked here. By the time Hey Luciana came round, the mob were mesmerised by this wonderful turnabout world. I couldn't believe it myself. Vote Smith, I say, and rid us finally of dribbling rhetoric. So I'm the new Pur Puritan, but I see the lay of the land a little clearer now. Yeah. And that was, uh, but, and the reason I play shoulder pads, not mentioned though, you notice. No, no, no. But for me, that was the highlight of the show. Yeah. They played that then, did they? They did. Rebel, <laughs> <laughs> could you play? I noticed you have a ukulele. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could I always, play... always carry that. For me, the keyboard riff from that song we just heard. I can try. When I was listening to that song, I couldn't help but be reminded of another tune, and it really bugged me and irritated me. 
until I eventually worked out what it was. So hopefully this will play. Oh yeah. <laughs> they used to bend sinister on there, didn't they? <laughs> There you go. The theme song from Are You Being Served There is a little known fact. <laughs> a little known fact that originally the writers of the programme had Marky Smith record a version of the <laughs> no. theme song that was never used. But we have managed to gain access to that recording. And we're going to play it for you right now. Round for perfumery, stationery on lower girls, wig and Howard Dussery, kitchenware and food, going up! Full, Full quiz. quiz! Part two. So time for part two of the quiz. Yes. And first up again is Kicker of Elves. True or false? Okay. There have been members of the band, to be fair I could probably pick any name in the book and it would probably be true but there have been members of the band called Neville Spencer and Una well definitely it's Una Una was in the, in the first line Una Baines was in the first line Neville was uh, well, probably one of the Neville brothers is in there somewhere yeah. you know, Manx do you mean the Neville brothers as in the first, musical act first names. Or, or Gary and Phil Neville I mean, I mean both of those both of those they've yeah. all been in the book <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say true Correct. Yes. Yeah. Una Baines, as you mentioned. Spencer Burt Whistle's oh, yes. drummer in the early Spencer aughts. Must Die. They have a song Correct. Spencer Must yes. Die, don't they? I imagine it's about him. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Some way. Yeah. Pre him leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and Neville Wilding was the guitarist at uh, one point. Okay. Mm. There you go. So one point to me. So I'm in the lead. Yes. Yes. Oh. Temporarily. I'd better give you a tick here. Yeah, I'd say briefly, but I'm not tempting fate. <laughs> Question two to Rebel oh, Ricketts. True or false again. 1980s keyboard player Marcia Schofield is now a qualified optometrist. That's got to be true. Sadly, it's oh. false. Oh. Oh. What is she then? Is she is a like... palliative care doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of the two. Which I believe means she looks after people who are dying. Yeah, that's right. She looks yes. after so the she yeah. had yeah. some experience working with Mark. <laughs> 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 And question three to Teresa Goanzo. Original drummer Steve Ormrod, mm -hmm. who I'm sure you're aware of, was dismissed by Marky Smith. Shockingly yeah. true. <laughs> However, was it after having only played two gigs with the band? Uh, false. Correct. Played, I'm guessing one you played one week with us. And it was one. That <laughs> probably <laughs> deserves a bonus point. This was the drummer from the right at the start, wasn't it? And yes. they, there was some doubt for a number of years about what his name was, is that right? I believe so, yes. This is, uh, it was referred uh, to as Dave. <laughs> yes, I think this might be the mythical Dave, who is actually Steve. Yeah. Uh, easy mistake to make. Oh, no, no. 
You've just heard, not the fall, but the wedding present. Yeah, why from, are we playing the wedding present? From 1904. Well, from the, because it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, Next up, uh, from, from the, <laughs> <laughs> it's from the the magnificent uh, album Bizarro. Uh, the reason why we're playing it, oh, yeah. since you ask, yeah. is because of the lyric near the start. Can you really have stayed till free? Orange slices and that fall LP. I feel so lonely when I get back from seeing you. Uh, Orange Slices is the name of a f uh, wedding present fanzine. Uh, oh. And I messaged David Gedge to oh. ask him if he could tell me which full LP he had in mind when he wrote that line. Mm. And he replied, do you know what he said? Curious Orange. He said, can't remember, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he could have lied. It was only a year earlier, I Am Curious Orange. It was, yeah. That was, and yeah. Orange Slices. Orange Slices yeah. and that full yeah, LP, I yeah. I think yeah. they say it is. Oh, no. I think we should... Yeah. We should Text him back or whatever the you misremembered. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been hearing plenty of old fall, and there's nothing wrong with old fall, but here's a bit of something a bit more recent. Yeah. This is a song from their most recent album, Sublingual Tablet, that is until the new one comes out allegedly later this year. This is Venice with the Girls. Yeah. 
Well, you've been listening to the Trust the Wizards uh, fall special to celebrate the birthday of Marky e. Smith, but I must remind you... That 60th birthday. 60th birthday of Marky e. Smith. I must remind you that this is only the first part. There is a second part to follow. Hot on its heels, <laughs> maybe in a month or so. <laughs> but it only remains for me, Rebel Ricket, to say to you, listener, good night. And from the editor-in-chief, Mr. Kicker of Hells. Good night, da! And from our Spanish friend in the corner, Chirito Garbanzo. Adios. And from our guest informant tonight, Mr. Wheel. Good night. And to celebrate, Mark, here you are, <laughs> Mark E. Smith. Here you are, Mark. It's your birthday song. Always 